With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you very much for joining in. Uh, Hope that you are following us on Twitter at Cool Podcast or that you're following us on Facebook at the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do Facebook page because I would like to build a relationship with you. I'd like you as a listener to become part of this community, whether this is your first show or your 282nd time that you've listened to Cool Things. I want to, to reach out. One of the things I say all the time is that I have never discovered anything in all of my career that is a better networking tool than hosting this podcast. I have had the opportunity to meet so many people who are listeners of this show, but also to meet so many of the people who are guests of the show, or like today, people who I've met through my course of just being involved in different associations, who then I get to ask to come and be part of the show, and then we become better friends because we spend this half hour together. So today is no different. Today I have Matt Bauer. I I told him in the uh, pre-roll that I almost called him Jack Bauer, which would be so much cooler if we had Jack Bauer from 24. Uh, If anybody knows Kiefer, I would love to have Kiefer Sutherland on the show because I'm sure Jack Bauer would be even cooler than Matt Bauer. But uh, we've got Matt Bauer. And Matt is actually a videographer who does videos for professional speakers. Now, you all know that that's how I make my living. I am a professional speaker and professional master of ceremonies. But one of the ways you get hired is you've got to have some really good video because You know, people, there's 56,000 people out there who call themselves speakers. That can be a little bit confusing. If every time a meeting planner had to go out and look for somebody, they had to look at 56,000 people, none of us would ever get chosen. So the way you stand out is you work with somebody who's great, like Matt, and they help you tell your story so that people can know who you are and what you do and why you do it so well. And I've met him a couple of times at events for the National Speakers Association. We have a couple mutual friends, and he's a real good entrepreneur's entrepreneur. So I thought, you know what? He's the guy I got to have on the show. So Matt Bauer, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Well, thank you, Tom. And thank you for that wonderful introduction about my Uncle Jack. Uh, (laughs) I will try to make it happen. I assume everybody in the Bauer with the last name Bauer has an exciting life where you're racing the clock and killing terrorists (laughs) and, you know, uh, uncovering spy rings and things like that. Yeah, I put all that on hold for you, though, Tom. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So Matt... (laughs) You're a videographer. Have you always been doing this, or did you have a corporate job? What 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 led you into what you're doing today? Well, it's an interesting story. Um, yes, I, ever since uh, senior year of high school, I've been in. Uh, I was in a video journalism class, and that just kind of was the bug in my ear there for uh, not just creating videos, but just creating something. Just creating. I mean, it's just such a gratifying experience just to create something. I'm a musician as well, so making music is also just so gratifying and I'm very fortunate to be able to do that. 
Um, but uh, yeah, so I was uh, I was an IT guy for quite a long time, and um, one of your one of our mutual friends, who I think uh, deserves the Five Timers Club uh, jacket, Jessica Pettit. <laughs> she is uh, she on, is on the, the person show. she is the person who has been on the show more than anybody else, and <laughs> yeah. she is sort of she is sort of like my sister. We're such good friends, but at the same time, I think I've banned her now from being on the show. <laughs> Yeah, she's uh, she's the Steve Martin of uh, of this show. That, that, that's right. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, when I was uh, doing IT, I was working for uh, a remote uh, services company. Basically, you log on, and they're like, "All right, log on, control your computer. I'm going to fix your viruses now, and all that." So she was a customer of that company, uh, and she uh, worked with me. Uh, she only wanted to work with me at that point. She called me, I believe this is verbatim, Matt, the tech stud. That's, you can quote, quote me on that and she <laughs> do, will back it up. Anyway, do you have a, a t-shirt that says tech stud? Exactly. And, and you know, hashtag at this point, it's uh, 2017. We got to hashtag that. So, uh, so then, yeah. So uh, she asked me to kind of fix her sizzle reel at uh, one point, And I said, I happened to do some video editing. And uh, from then on, I just been working for, for her with, uh, with several projects and believe it or not, uh, last year, uh, 2016, um, uh, she posted uh, my information um, to a few of her colleagues. Uh, at the time, I was uh, was unemployed. I was driving for Uber <laughs> a little bit. And uh, uh, next thing I know, the next morning, I had 12 clients and a wow. new business. So and- from, from IT guy to unemployed guy to Uber driver guy... Yep. The tech stud becomes the video stud. So tell right. us, tell us about your business now. What is what is your business? So the business now, uh, and again, I work primarily uh, or really exclusively with uh, professional speakers. Um, is uh, I do I, I edit a lot. I am a videographer and editor, so I, I will go across the country to film clients on on stage or doing their breakout sessions or doing really it is what whatever it is they do. Uh, and when I'm not doing that, uh, 90% of the time, my, uh, my time is spent editing, uh, that footage or other footage or just nine hours of random footage that a speaker has given me to, uh, put into a four minute package. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's essentially what I do. I do a little corporate stuff here and there, but, uh, most of the time I'm, I'm doing sizzle reels. So what do you love about this life you've created of, of having your own business and being able to, you know, travel around the country, film really cool speakers, giving really cool speeches, and then going into a dark room and editing it all? Well, I'll tell you what, I get all the free motivational advice that I want. Uh, <laughs> you should, be, you should be really motivated. Hanging out with that crowd, you should be really, really excited about your business. <laughs> Super motivated. So, and you, you just, and honestly, though, you just learn, you just learn so much because, uh, I mean, you can attest to this, Tom, everybody's got a story, especially if they're a professional speaker, something has lit a fire under them at some point, something, something that something has influenced them, something has put them on that path. I'm always fascinated to know that that path. In fact, I, I film uh, a, several when I even when I was at the the conference this year, I was filming uh, several 30 minute interviews with with uh, various speakers. And one of my questions is, you know, how did you get from point A to, to, to now? And the, the stories are fascinating. They're, they're just amazing. So I get to experience that. And one other little quick story, I call this the, the, the passion piece. It basically, I had a client when I first started, actually, um, who is a, a life coach. And so she helps kind of. Uh, you know, new new entrepreneurs kind of overcome the anxiety of, you know, what do I do next? I need a big red button. Let me push it, you know, kind of thing. And so I sent her her sizzle reel and I, I got on Skype with her and I just wanted to see her reaction. 
And 10 seconds in, she's, she's in tears. She's crying and was, is like, I've never looked this good. I've never, this is not a pat on my back. This is just her self-esteem boosted like nobody's business. And right there, Tom, I was, I don't even, money is not even a thing at that point. It's just, that's what makes it worth it. So that's that in answer to your question and long answer to your short question. That's uh, that's why I, uh, why I do this. Well, and one of the things that I love about hosting this podcast is is that you get to hear everybody's story, and it really is it really is inspiring, and it really shows you that there's no one way to enter any industry or to enter entrepreneurship. I mean, there's a whole bunch of paths, and so I understand what you're talking about yeah. about the the you know being exposed to so many different people's people's thing. But you know, what's the downside? I mean, is there any part of it? Let's face it, professional speakers we we can be kind of a pain in the butt. What's the downside of your business? Uh, well, the downside is, um, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, uh, and, and let's, and let's name names. Let's actually, <laughs> who, who, who is it? Who is a real pain? Yeah, no. right. <laughs> um, there being a, being a professional speaker, uh, I've gathered is, is, is just being a one man show. It's just operating, uh, everything. I know you, Tom, you, you don't really outsource a whole lot. Uh, if anything at all, you do kind of your own booking, you do everything by yourself and, um, I, uh, I, I admire that, uh, but at the same time, you know, I'll have to, I might have to send a few emails to get a fire under somebody, you know, uh, to, to get something going like, Hey, I need your approval on this or whatever. So it's just, it, it's a very busy lifestyle. Um, so that, that's a challenge, uh, a challenge in, in being an entrepreneur in general is that you can't, it's one thing to have, you know, a steady paycheck, you know, kind of nine to five sort of thing. But when you like, if I complete a project and I get paid for that, that might be the last, uh, the last thing I ever make on the business, unless I get up every day, uh, and just force myself to do it. If, uh, if it's one of those late night, <laughs> you know, late night, the night before, uh, early rise sort of things, uh, if you don't do it, you, you don't, you don't have a place to live. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's been, you know, the story of my life for coming up on eight and a half yeah. years is is that, you know, I do wear all the hats and I do have to do all the work because there is no one else to do it for me. And, you know, the problem is, is that everybody says, oh, you should outsource this, you should outsource that. Well, it's expensive. And I have a family of four that, you know, I'm the primary breadwinner. And on yeah. top of that, the, the, the oldest kid is at one of the most expensive colleges in America. And, you know, that's all great when they get in. You go, yay, we're so proud of them. They got into this, like, really prestigious school. And then they start sending you bills. And, yeah. uh they don't care that you want to outsource your new video. They, it doesn't really matter to Carnegie Mellon that I want to do that. They right. say, that's funny. <laughs> you pay us first or she doesn't go to class. So, yeah. you know, so it's, uh, you know, people laugh about the fact that, you know, you said it too. A lot of our friends are like, oh, well, you know, Tom doesn't outsource anything. He's, you know, tight with every penny. Well, that's because I am, you know, I'm supporting a, uh, a big family and trying to make things happen with all that. But the flip side of that is, is that, you know, at the end of the day, it's also very rewarding for me is that I get to make all these things happen. So it's also kind of exciting to do it all yourself. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That And uh, that's one of the things that I love about, you know, being an entrepreneur is that, you know, I look around and, you know, I mean, I'm a techie guy. Um, I, I know I've got, you know, I've got my, uh, my Amazon Echo and I've got the Google Home and I've got, you know, all this stuff. I'm just fascinated with technology. But I look around and I purchase these things with my own, my own skill, my own, this is all my doing. It's, it's just, it's a very gratifying experience to kind of look around and go, to take a second and kind of look around and go, I, this is, this is all me, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. And again, that's not a, you know, a, a, a self patting on the back there, but that's, it's just, it's, it's just, uh, it's one of the, the rewarding things that you kind of get being an entrepreneur 
as opposed to kind of, all right, well, I went to this company and we're, there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's just a little more, you know what I mean? Like the, uh, the, that, that experience of just looking around and appreciating what you have because of your own, uh, your own doing. Yeah. One of the, one of the TV production companies for one of the sitcoms, I forget which one, but at the end where it flashed up the name of the company, you heard a little kid's voice go, I did that. And I, I don't know what the story behind that was, but I don't even remember what TV show it was. But right. I just always remember at the end, you'd hit this little kid and go, I did that. And it's like, that's sort of how I feel about my business. It's like at the oh, end of the day. Yeah, that was, the, uh, I made this, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I made this. That's what I made this, yeah. I can't remember what show it was either, but yeah, I, I remember exactly. It's like the sit, ubu sit, good dog from, yeah. uh, from Family <laughs> that, Exactly, same type of little little blurb, yeah. but it was, yeah. I, I made this. And that's yeah. the way I sort of feel yeah. about my, my career. Is, <laughs> that's exactly right. It sums it right up there. I made yeah. this. Hey, so, you know, you actually have a, quite an interesting entrepreneurial story in the fact that, you know, you were doing one job and, and trying to make ends meet by driving Uber and you were an IT guy. And then one of your clients said, hey, can you edit my video? And you did a good job. And the next thing you know, you had all these clients and you're a video guy uh, and you had your own business. So what advice do you have for somebody about keeping their eyes open for sort of opportunity? Because clearly opportunity knocked and you opened the door. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to say I, I kind of fell into it, but I, I mean, I, I, I was dropped into it, but I, I hit the ground running. You know, I, it was it was almost instinctual. Um, the, the, the advice that I have, I mean, it's probably the same as, as everyone else's is just kind of get your feet wet. You know, just if you have a passion for something you know, explore that. I think you're going to be the best at that over anything ever. Uh, and, and you don't know until you try. And so it, even if it's, you know, logging onto a website to kind of check out, you know, uh, or, 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 uh, or going to a Facebook group or something and, and kind of seeing what other people are doing and kind of going, okay, well, that, that seems like a good fit for me. Uh, also, you know, like a five-minute business plan. I have a, a good friend, Mary Kelly, is another speaker. Um, that uh, she's a phenomenal speaker, and I know you you know her, and I think she was actually one of the first guests on your podcast. She was uh, an early guest on Cool yeah. Things Entrepreneurs Do. In fact, I should bring her back. She's she's kind of kick butt. She's really good. Yeah, if you can if you can get you know twenty five minutes out of her, I mean she's just everywhere too. So, uh, but she has you know a five minute business plan, and if, if she says if you can if you can't fill that out in five minutes. You got some thinking to do, um, but even if it takes you an hour and a half, even if it takes you a year, if you can get that thing filled out, then then you're on your way. That's the first step, you know. So uh, so I think just baby steps like that, you know. What about Bob? So baby steps, uh, baby steps like that is is what uh, what what how you get to the finish. So you know you've been doing this for a while now. So what's the next step? What what are you doing? You know what are you doing to take it to the next level to make sure that there's the, the next speaker showing up you know, with a video to be made? Uh, so what I've been doing, uh, which is kind of cool, is uh, video showcases. So uh, there'll be, you know, several speakers, maybe we'll say 10 speakers that kind of, they don't have video um, and maybe they don't have a whole lot of gigs uh, lined up. Uh, I would organize uh, either with a, a National Speakers Association chapter or uh, just an independent organization, uh, just finding a stage, uh, you know, I have my lights, I've got cameras, and all we need is the action. And so that is, uh, that's a great way for speakers that, you know, for, for a small fee, they, they get phenomenal video. Um, and they can actually even change clothes in the middle of it and kind of, you know, uh, make it look like uh, multiple two, venues. Two different of, gigs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to get uh, the material for, for a sizzle reel, you need 
I recommend, you know, three to five different events or what looks like different events uh, to, uh, to make a good sizzle reel, you know, accompanied by all the other elements too. So, so that's kind of uh, uh, a way that the speakers can kind of get a leg up on that uh, with, with, uh, with going from zero video to great video. So if somebody wants to be a speaker, you know, you got to have video. What's the biggest mistake that you see people out there making when they're not hiring you or one of the other professionals who, who really help these things happen correctly for speakers? Well, that, that, is, uh, that is the number one mistake, Tom, is, is not hiring me. So <laughs> you, think you pointed that out uh, right away. Uh, no, I think uh, too many speakers, and, and I, I don't fault them for it at all, but they think they can kind of, you know, setting up an iPhone in the back, um, you know, or having a friend hold it or something like that is, is not going to yield great video that the optics and iPhones are, are getting much, much better, but it's really, is not going to cut it. Um, HD video is kind of the way to go. And, uh, from the back of the room, it's, it's not really going to work. So, um, just, I, I just, uh, I had one speaker give me literally, I mentioned it earlier, nine hours of footage going, Hey dude, can you knock this down to four minutes? And painstakingly, I did, uh, and it turned out really, really, really good. Uh, but yeah, that, that's that's the number one mistake I think is is they kind of either have zero video uh, or don't think to uh, to record it. Or another one is they'll go to uh, an event, they'll play an event, and they'll talk to the AV guys, and they'll be like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll get you the video," uh, and then it just never, ever, ever happens. I hear way too many stories about that. <laughs> so I've got that going on right now. As I'm waiting yeah. <laughs> for, I'm waiting for video from a conference where that was part of the deal. Is I get the original footage, and okay. the longer it goes, the more I think, "Uh oh, when is it uh -oh. ever going to arrive?" <laughs> well, now you know me, Tom. That well, that that that's true. That's true. <laughs> so. So how important, obviously, I mean, the way you started your whole business was through a networking connection, but I always ask people, how important is it if you're going to grow your own thing to, to sort of connect with the right people to build that network? Uh, it's, it's it, for me, extremely important. Like you said, I mean, it, that's how I kind of got into this business, but honestly, I have not spent a dime on, uh, you know, Facebook advertising or any kind of advertising because it is word of mouth, especially in this industry. You know, speakers are just blabbermouths, you know, uh, they're, <laughs> they can't uh, shut us up. I know they don't, <laughs> they just, they can't help themselves. No, uh, they're, they're very social, um, in this, in this particular industry. And I'm very fortunate for that. Um, you know, like, like, like I said, you know, one, uh, Facebook post or one, you know, group post and, and I had a, a whole business. And so networking, I mean, if that's not proof, I don't know what is that networking is so huge and, and just getting involved in your own industry. And like you always say, Tom, like, you know, don't, don't think that it's, you know, I don't want to associate with my competition. That's exactly what you want to do. You know, you, you, there's, there are tips you can pick up from people. Um, I scratch your back, you scratch mine, that kind of thing. I mean, that's the kind of business person I want to be. And I think that's the best way to do it. Well, and I say it all the time on the show that if you're no matter what industry you're in, you should be active in your trade association. And another reason why is, look, I mean, you know, someone put out a thing saying, I found a great person for video to work with. And he had 17 clients. Each of those 17 people might have had to have found their own way in the world to find a videographer. And I'll tell you, they could have found the wrong one. So, right. you know, the reason you want to be friends with your competitors, oh, I can't go to the, the trade show. I can't go to the association because 
my competitors are there, where your competitors are using vendors and they'll tell you who does good work and who doesn't do good work. And so I always think it's hysterical that so many people like avoid like the plague, whatever their industry, you know, group is. And, you know, they, they go, I just want to go where people, where I can sell to people. I just want to go to conferences where I can sell to people. And right. it's like, what, do they have a pork chop around their neck and you're a wolf who hasn't eaten? It's like, <laughs> and they pounce yeah. on them. It's like, I've gotten more out of being part of the National Speakers Association than I could ever even explain. And yet the truth is, is that if I was a plumber, I would be an active member of the National Plumbers Association. I just think that no matter what you do for a living, you've got to get around those like-minded people. Now, if you're a vendor like you are, you know, why is it important to be involved and show up and participate? Because you were you were there at the National Speakers Association. You were participating. Why is that important? Well, that's important for me because I, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a passion guy. Like I honestly, I, I work best with people who are just not in it for the money and are just there because they want to help people. Money will always come if you're helping people or if you're doing something in the world, it'll come back around to you. I honestly believe that. But for me, like the reasons that I go to the National Speakers Association conferences um, is to meet my clients. I, 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 I don't really, I'm not a big fan of that business to customer wall. Uh, with, you know, just I'm, I'm on my pedestal and you're on yours and we speak business only and that's it. No, I want to get to know my clients so I can best feature them, first of all, uh, in, uh, you know, a, a sizzle reel or any kind of production that I'm doing for them. So that's number one. Number two is I'm just, like I said, fascinated by people's stories. And I, when I went to uh, the, the NSA conference uh, uh, last year in Phoenix, um, I, I just, it reminded, I've, I've done a lot of, uh, like musical theater and I, I mean, after the, uh, right before the Uber thing, I, I was, I performed on cruise ships for about three years. So the, the, the whole theater party sort of thing or theater, theater kids, uh, sort of thing is, is kind of prevalent in, in that industry. And I love that because they're just people that just want, that are just out there and like, here I am, um, you know, th this is me. Yeah, uh, and so I, I love that. Yeah, and so I was I was in the drama club in high school. I was president of the drama department, and I did all okay. that stuff. And actually, I wanted to be an actor. That's what I wanted to do. And my parents didn't think that was a really like smart move career wise. And so they, you know, they didn't forbid it. But I kind of wish they did because then maybe I would have said, "Oh yeah, I'll show you." Uh, <laughs> you know, I could have chucked everything and moved to Los Angeles. Yeah, uh, except I for mean, the fact. Just... Wait, but here's the worst part. I grew up in Los Angeles. I was already there. I literally grew up 15 minutes. I was 15 miles from Hollywood. Like like Studio City, I, I drove. I could drive to Studio City when I was 16. It was in the, the realm of where my parents would let me drive to, and I never I never went for it. So I actually find that, that that's uh, uh, what I get out of being a speaker is that little, little piece. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, like I said, I mean, I'm a, I'm a performer as well. I just, I love the applause. I love the appreciation. I love the interaction. Um, so, uh, so naturally, I mean, go back to your original question that that's what I love to, to, to see other people do and to know that it's, it's gratifying for me. Like if somebody, if, if a speaker comes to me and goes, Hey, I, I need a sizzle reel and I make them one. And then they go, Oh my gosh, now I'm my business has tripled. I'm, uh, this is of course in an ideal world. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> cause, this, cause this, that's what will happen for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Disclaimer. Oh, I heard on Tom's show that you can triple my business. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I'm going to try, but, uh, but yeah, uh, that, that's gratifying to see that they're able to go out more and, and have that, that experience over and over again, uh, that we were just talking about with being on stage. 
So, so Matt, I've got a couple more questions for you before we end this episode. But first, I got to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode, as always, is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly is my favorite vendor that I work with. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating this podcast. I never could do it if I didn't work for Podfly. They set me up with the right equipment, the right training, and the guidance to ensure that this show happened. It's coming up on three years. We're pushing 300 episodes, and I never could have done it if Podfly hadn't stepped in to do the heavy lifting and the technical work so that I could focus on creating great content, growing the audience, and interviewing really cool people like Matt Bauer. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know some of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. Now, Matt, I call the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, and you may have already answered this question when you were talking about your showcases, but what is the coolest thing that you're doing with your company right now? Well, that's basically it. I, I, I mean, I love... Uh you know, kind of give, especially for new speakers. Uh, so, so a lot of chapters will have um, speaker academy, and so that's it's kind of what that is. Um, I don't know if you've explained it on the show before, but but basically, is if you're if you're kind of a budding speaker, this kind of gives you all the tools that you need, uh, a little bit of training, um, you know, it, it, all of that stuff. And so, as part of that, um, you're going to need some video to get yourself out there. So. That's what I'd like to do uh, for, for new speakers as well, um, is to just kind of put a showcase together, you know, maybe for a little bit of a reduced fee, to the, you know, they're new to the, the business. And so, uh, so we can get them something, something um, basic yet powerful out there to, to kind of get their, their, themselves out there. Um, I guess that's, uh, that's it. That's, that's the coolest thing I'm doing so far, um, other than traveling the country. That's been pretty cool. So... I always like to ask everybody who comes on this show, especially when they're traveling the country and they're meeting a lot of people and they're seeing a lot of things and they're growing a business, who else is out there doing something cool? Because we could talk about you and your company all day long, but I think entrepreneurs are observers. So I love to ask people, who do you see out there where you think, wow, that, that entrepreneur, they're doing something cool. They're crushing it. Well, the, it is probably the most common answer, but I have to go with Elon Musk. Uh, not only, you know, are they cool cars and everything. He's just, what I love about uh, him uh, is he's not reinventing the, well, he kind of reinvented the wheel with uh, electric cars, but uh, so literally there he did. But otherwise, he just uh, is is resistant to, uh, no, no, I'm sorry, not resistant to change or, or progress. He's He just that's what I love about him is um, he's, he's not settling for the status quo. He's always growing, always um, striving for something new and not just staying in his sandbox. And that's something all of us have to be able to learn because the sandbox changes. I mean, that's the thing I'm doing right now is, you know, I've been working as a master of ceremonies for years, but the meetings business is changing and what people expect from the meeting they're in is changing. And they don't just want, you know, a master of ceremonies who's just entertaining. They want someone who's an observer. They want somebody who can, you know, uh, cultivate the content that they're hearing and do some sort of a summarization of it. And uh, I'm having to change the way I do my material as a master of ceremonies and if I didn't, I'd get left behind. So I think that that is a good example for all of us. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, it, I, we had, we mentioned Jessica earlier, Jessica Pettit. She had one, one of the first videos I ever edited for her. She said in that video, if you leave this room comfortable, it's your own fault. Uh, in other words, you, you have to get uncomfortable to grow as a person, as a business. You have to try new things. If you stay comfortable, you're, you'll stay where you're at. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't know which episode Jess said that on because she's been on, you know, several of my shows. I think she said something similar. We actually did a whole episode about reinventing your business because she changed from being predominantly a college speaker to moving into the association and corporate market. And that was a big shift for her. And so uh, we did a whole show about her leaving behind a lot of business and starting afresh. So she said something similar on that episode as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to plug her book here because it's awesome. Uh, good Enough Now is her book. You can go to good, goodenoughnow.com. Uh, I'm really just trying to butter her up for another uh, job here. So just don't <laughs> tell her. But yeah, and I know you, you uh, I was listening to one of your episodes where, uh, where she was on and you were talking about uh, how you were kind of there every step of the way um, to, uh, to kind of get the drafts of the book and you've kind of seen it seen it kind of grow into this this kind of masterpiece sort of thing so anyway that's that's over she's gonna have to pay me for more time but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a great book she's a wonderful person and so yeah you, you got to be uncomfortable to grow yeah absolutely so hey the last question is i think entrepreneurs want to do more than just make money i think they want to leave their mark on the world so i always ask everybody what is it that you do to give back to the greater good so what what i've what i've been doing um i have so, so I recently moved to Colorado uh, from Wichita, Kansas. Long story there, but uh, but uh, when I in my time in Wichita, actually during my my Uber days, um, I uh, I met a, a gentleman who is about seventy two years old. He has Parkinson's disease, and is just kicking its butt. Um, and so he and I got together and made a mini documentary uh, about uh, the power of dance with Parkinson's. Um, and you can actually, you can see it on my, uh, my, uh, website as well. Um, but yeah, it's a mini documentary. We're trying to get uh, a full documentary made because I think it's just so important to a raise awareness and b just, uh, you know, just, just kind of explore that, that area. It's just, it's just a fascinating thing. So I guess I'm not sure if it's giving back, but it's, you know, it's kind of raising awareness for that sort of thing. Um, and I, I feel you know, just wonderful to be a part of it. I think that's, Uh, I I think that's awesome. And that is a good cause. My godmother actually has Parkinson's and she is a, uh, an advocate for Parkinson's. She was uh, an early patient for the deep brain stimulation. Uh, yes. And she was actually on the cover of USC's medical magazine because she allowed them to film it and to talk about everything she's been through. And she seems to be doing great. So uh, it's, a, it's a tough disease to have to live with. And I know a little bit about it because my godmother is one of the most important people in my life. She's uh, been a very influential to me. So uh, I'm always cheering for her and she's a big advocate for Parkinson's. So maybe we'll have to send her a copy of, of that video. Yeah, absolutely. I'll get it to you. Awesome. Hey, Matt, thank you so much for being on the show. If someone's listening to this, maybe they're a professional speaker, maybe they want to be, maybe they know one, or maybe they need a video for their own corporate business and they're like, yeah, let's go to the let's go to the, the source. Speakers know videos. Let's go there. If somebody wants video and they need a videographer and they need someone to film it and edit it and make it fabulous, how do they find you? Well, it's very easy. Um, it's, it's speaker.video. So if you go into your web browser or your Safari or whatever, uh, just type in the, uh, the uh, URL as speaker.video, S-P-E-A-K-E-R.V-I-D-E-O. Or if you want to go old school, uh, you can go to not Jack Bauer, but mattbauer.com. M-A-T-T-B-A-U-E-R.com. And that has links to, uh, to, my, uh, to my business as well. Awesome. Again, thank you for being on. This was almost as exciting as any episode of 24. Almost. Almost. But but, but we had Matt Bauer, not Jack Bauer. But next time, Kiefer, if you're listening, Kiefer, come on, give us a call. We'll do a whole episode on Kiefer Sutherland. 
But uh, for now, we had Matt Bauer, and that was awesome. Matt, thanks for being a guest on the show. If you're someone who listens to this show regularly, you know that we have the Potential Mastermind Project, which is the group coaching program. If you're a growing entrepreneur or you want to be, this might be the right group for you. Check us out at potentialmastermind.com. We would love to have you join this small, intimate group of people who are really taking things on and trying to do more in the world. Some are entrepreneurs, some have a side hustle, and some are just employees who either want to go out on their own or they want to be more entrepreneurial in the job they have. We make room for everybody in the Potential Mastermind Project. Hey, we're going to be back in a couple of days with another interview with somebody just as cool as Matt Bauer. But in the meantime, I'm going to challenge you. Go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.